From B Media Production, this is Business Essentials, practical advice and ideas to grow your business. Welcome to this episode of Business Essentials Podcast. I'm Peter Letts. Customer loyalty is hard to hold on to these days, isn't it? So when your customers choose to walk away and not return, what do you reckon are the biggest reasons? Innovator, entrepreneur and CEO mentor Neville Christie has been looking at the research about why customers leave. He says there are many more choices for customers these days, and that's a factor, but there are bigger picture issues at stake. Neville boils it down to four key factors, and the first, he tells Heather Dawson, is all about ethics. Many people now see businesses as unethical, and that's because of, like, you know, the banks and charging people while they're dead and and things like that. Secondly, the notion that many, many businesses are not keeping up with the technological and economic and social changes, and so they're being seen as obsolete. The third reason is that businesses as a generic are not being criticised so much for profit-making, but for predatory pricing, not adding enough value, not contributing enough, not tailoring the offering enough to the needs of the customer or the consumer. And the fourth reason is that it's perceived that specific businesses just can't deliver on their promises. So they're good at marketing and market puff and making promises. But when it comes to service delivery and actually delivering on time to budget what they say, they're not so good at. And we see this enormously in the government sector, for example, when whenever a contract is let out, you know, you add a couple of billion dollars on the top of that to uh, cover for all the fact that they can't deliver. <laughs> well, people might direct their R at big business yes. or the politicians. Yes. What about small business? Does it apply to them equally? Uh, of course it does. Uh, in some instances, uh, we know anecdotally and from research that one of the benefits of being a small business is that ideally, at least, the smaller business is closer to the customer, uh, gets to know the customer and has virtually a friendship. But the research is indicating that with computers and social media, and the whole changes, that direct one-to-one face-to-face contact with the customer is being lost. And I think we've all had the terrifying experience of ringing even a small business and, you know, we know that your time is valuable and we'll be back, you know, for you in 49 minutes and you're the 92nd in a queue. Like, that somehow is not what it's all about, is it? That's right. And you've got quite a frightening statistic, Neville, about the uh, attitudes in B2B as well. Yes, I was just reading a study the other day that, uh, and of course the study is a study, it's only a sample, but it was saying that of the people surveyed, and I think they surveyed about 3,000 businesses uh, in a number of countries, that 56% of those businesses said that right now they will only buy from other businesses as a supplier or service provider when they have a continuing ongoing program, first of all, of innovation, and secondly, of ensuring that those innovations are tailored to the need of that second business. And I am positive that that number is going to grow. So the non-innovating businesses that is saying it's business as usual are going to find that it's business as unusual in the future. Right. And this is going to get worse and worse, presumably, unless... I think it's going to get worse and better. I mean, I think the people that stay the same, I will make a prediction, many of those, I'll say 80% of businesses that don't innovate now and don't change will be out of business in five years' time. 
And this is a real leadership issue, isn't it? And it's a real innovating issue. It's a real saying, I have to change. I have to create a better value offering. Because part of what the research is really indicating, and, and I think this is quite staggering, the first thing is they're saying that profit is okay. We accept that. But you as a business working for the good of your shareholders and your stakeholders is no longer adequate. You need to be working for the good of all. And part of working for the good of all is that you as a business need to be an agent of social change. There's a lot wrong in the world. You're the ones who've got to fix it. Secondly, you have to show genuine and real concern and evidence, be transparent, that you genuinely care for the planet and are doing something about it, and that you care for people and you're doing something about it. And thirdly, they're saying we want products that add more value. It's not good enough to be a consultant who comes in, takes my watch, tells me what time it is, and then takes my watch away. That's no longer good enough. So it's a lot of um, hard thinking on the part of the leaders of our small businesses as well as the Small, medium and large. And, and I think the biggest area is really the medium-sized business, uh, you know, the businesses that have at least 10 or more people. That's the area where the rubber's hitting the road the most. And what should a business owner do then? Should uh, just get together with the team or yes. what, what's your advice? Uh, on my website, I've listed seven ways that we can innovate because I think it is about innovating. And if I can remember them, the first might be that you simply create a team of people inside and outside the firm, what I call a strategic innovation board, to start innovating, looking at your business and working on it. The second is that if you're a really small business, you might create a network of peers. So people that you that don't compete with you but who are friendly to you maybe even some clients and get them together to uh, help the process of innovation. The third one is you might join a global community of innovators, innovatingcosmos.com. The fourth one is join our CEO Mentor Roundtable, uh, which is all about 15 people innovating collaboratively. They're the sort of ways that uh, you can innovate. Well, Neville, tell us a little bit more about the CEO Mentor Roundtable because that's innovation in itself, isn't it? Yes, it is. Over the last five years, I've been absolutely absorbed with what's been called the fourth industrial revolution and so much so that I've put my money and time where my mouth is and we've created five innovations now that are allied to the fourth industrial revolution. What's the fourth industrial revolution? It's a huge sea change, a huge tsunami of massive innovations that just go on and on, smart machines, robots, 3D printing, uh, quantum computing, computers that can smell, can emote, can learn, uh, create their own learning. And it's just amazing what's happening. So we're using that as a basis for saying, look, the world is changing. It's changing around us. It's changing under us. We can either let it happen to us or we can make it happen and create our own futures by innovating. So the CEO Mentor Roundtable is about bringing 15 established business owners or leaders or CEOs or innovators to bring us together to collaborate, create 15 significant new innovations. We expect that the CEO Mentor Roundtable will have a transformative ability. First of all, it will transform the businesses of the members, transform the lives of the clients. Thirdly, transform us as leaders. And finally, hopefully, make the world a better place. Neville Christie, CEO Mentor Roundtable. And that ends Business Essentials Podcast. So you don't miss out on future episodes, why not subscribe? And if you found this valuable, we'd love you to leave a review. For further information about us, or if you'd like to listen to more interviews like this one, visit businessessentials.com.au. 
We hope you've enjoyed Business Essentials Podcast. I'm Peter Letts. Thanks for listening. This Business Essentials Podcast has been produced by B Media Production, building engagement and adding value through quality audio communication. Thank you.